2: Hi, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of You Are All Alone. This is the first episode in a series of supplemental episodes for the character of Baba. For a character that's had such an impact on her main character, DuPaul's life, I figured it was fitting to detail a little bit more about her in the series below. I will be doing supplemental series on several other characters in the future, and this is basically just a little supplemental material to put into the series doesn't necessarily hinge on the main story, but it's definitely nice to have as it paints a more complete picture. These will be shorter episodes, and they will come at infrequent times and whenever it best suits the story. So, stay tuned in the future for more supplemental episodes from the character Baba. As always, check out the website alonepodcast.com for everything else you are all alone, including all the other works I've worked on under a tab called Other Nick Richardson Projects. Also, you'll find a link there for a podcast about something. That's what I do in my downtime with my buddy Calvin. It's a super fun show, and we talk about all kinds of cool stuff. So if you're just not getting enough of me, check me out over there. It's a fun time. Follow me on Twitter at alone underscore podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, get a hold of me. I'd love to chat. And like these supplemental episodes being shorter, I'm going to go ahead and cut this a little bit shorter on the introduction and dive right in. So, without further ado, this is Supplemental Episode 1. Baba.
1: I stood looking at the small bulging sack sitting on my table for what felt like hours. I picked it up to examine it and set it down repeatedly, a small clink of coins each time I did. I knew what this was and what it meant, but I wasn't ready to accept it. DuPaul was gone, and I would never see him again. I couldn't help but be happy he finally ventured out on his own, finally began the adventure he has craved his whole life. But sadness gnawed at me as well. I loved that boy and raised him from a toddler. He gave my life purpose again once my husband disappeared. He was my life. "'and I must say I was damn proud of the man he had become. "'A little rough around the edges, maybe, "'but he had a good heart, "'and that was hard to come by in times like this, "'evidenced by the fact he left this behind for me. "'This was more gold than I had seen in my entire life, "'enough to live on comfortably for the remainder of my days. "'He was a good boy, I thought, "'as a chuckle escaped my mouth, "'and a damn well-trained one, too. "'It amazed me, slightly.' that he had managed to sneak in and out without waking me. But then again, my hearing isn't what it used to be. Once that thought crossed my mind, the angst I felt deep down for him began to fade, replaced quickly by confidence. He would be fine. I would miss him dearly. But he would be fine.
2: I had no other choice but to believe that. I focused once more on the sack, memories of Dupont flooding back which I hadn't thought about for years
1: like when he was eight and fought four other boys who were picking on a delayed boy. He lost that fight badly, but he never bowed his head in defeat. Or when he caught a 22-pound fish in the bay and ran all the way home to show me, only to cry when he realized it was dead. The one that stood out the most was when he was 16, on the cusp of manhood, and he found a litter of kittens when he was keeping the peace in the slums without a mother. He brought all five home and nursed them until they were big enough to survive on their own. He will deny if you ask him, but I am sure he shed a tear when he released them back into the city to live their lives. Yes, his heart was good, but it had its rough edges. There have been many times I had to scold Dupaul for picking fights with lesser men for the fun of it, or stealing from the wealthy, or stringing along too many pretty young ladies. Ah. That boy had a way, I tell you. I was lost in thought, reminiscing on the grandson who was my life that I would never see again. When a knock on the door interrupted me, startled, I let out a meek. Just a minute. Before snagging the bag of gold and moving to hide it beneath the floorboards of the kitchen. The first plank came loose as the knock on the door grew to a pounding. I could hear the rattling of hinges as the door shook with each blow. I quickened my pace and replaced the board just as the door swung open, revealing a large man standing in the formerly occupied frame. He immediately stepped in, tracking mud through my clean home and walked toward me, a look of anger on his face.
2: "'Where is he?'
1: The man growled at me. "'Where is who?' I replied ignorantly, making a point to look down at his filthy boots and back into his eyes. "'Don't test me, woman!' He took a step closer to me, looking down into my eyes. Now, that is no way to talk to a woman, young man, never blinking as I stared back into his gaze. In this house, we treat others with respect, and we take our filthy shoes off before we enter. The man took another step closer, now only inches from me, his chest nearly bumping into me.
2: I will say this one last time. Where is Dupal? I know you know who I speak of. Others tell me you are the only one with some sort of connection to him. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now tell me where he is, or my dirty boots will be the last thing on your mind. I took a step back from the man and turned my back to him, an audible
1: growl coming from his mouth as I did. I ignored him and crossed the kitchen, beginning to set a fire in the hearth to boil water for tea. After I turned to look back at the man, who had an incredulous look upon his face. Would you like some tea? I'm useless without my morning tea. The man said nothing, only stared at me with a blank face. I set the kettle on the hook above the fire and turned back toward the man before taking a seat at the table and looking him in the eyes again. His face was red at this point as he crossed the space between us and grabbed hold of the edge of the table, launching it against the wall opposite us before reaching his other hand toward me, shouting, ENOUGH, like a blithering fool. I grabbed his hand and twisted it, pulling him off balance. With my other, I struck several pressure points throughout his body and watched him crumble to the ground. Now, didn't I tell you that's not how you speak to a woman, young man? Unfortunately, he was unconscious and couldn't appreciate the lesson I was bestowing upon him. I turned back to my kettle to check the water, disappointed it wasn't boiling quite yet. The sound of raised voices outside my home hit my ear peeking, my curiosity. I stepped over the man drooling on my floor and returned to my chair, my bones beginning to ache. I'm useless without my morning tea. As soon as my butt hit the chair, I could hear footsteps entering my home. From the sound of it, three men, two of which were quite hefty. I did not move as the footsteps drew closer to the kitchen, and before long, a giant of a man was standing in the entranceway, looking from the man on the floor and back to me repeatedly. The other large man entered behind him, followed closely by a third, much smaller man. The small man was obviously the leader of the pack, dressed in fine linens with long, greasy hair and a hooked nose. They all shared the look of incredulousness at the sight before them, the first large man turned toward his comrades. I told you Varo would mess this up. Shut up, said the finely dressed man, turning his focus back to me. He stepped forward, stepping on and over his henchmen on the floor and drawing close to me. He bent down and looked me in the eyes. You are Baba, are you not? I nodded in my head yes. Well, unfortunately for you, Baba... I'm looking for a certain someone who I know you're familiar with. This certain someone has severely complicated my life and beset me with a sense of grief I will not likely be read of soon. Now, all I need to know is where he is and how to find him, and my grief won't become your grief. I sat silently. The man took a deep breath before slapping me hard across the face, my teeth rattling in my skull.
2: He grabbed me by my throat and grew close.
1: My name is Nero, and I have come to find you, Paul. That son of a bitch killed my father, and I plan to find him and make him pay.
2: Slowly,
1: I realized now where the gold had come from. What a foolish boy, I thought. But I knew immediately he would never kill someone just for the gold. There had to be more to it. Then your father must have deserved it. I spit out through a mouthful of blood. His grip tightened around my throat before he released me, pushing me back against the chair. A smile stretched across his face. I am going to enjoy this. Every last bit of it, his smile growing wider. Tigger, he said and backed away as two men closed in on me, a rough linen sack covering my face. I did not resist as I felt myself being lifted from the chair. The ringing in my ears replaced by the loud whistle of the kettle, growing fainter with every step.
2: well y'all that concludes episode one of supplemental series for baba as i mentioned in the intro this baby is short and sweet and there's a couple ways you can look at it almost like a little breather that still keeps you in the world of you are all alone as well as introducing new characters and storylines that don't necessarily impact the story as of right now but will intertwine with the story in the future i want to continue to grow the world of you are all alone and i look at this as a simple way to do so And as I mentioned previously, we will visit Baba's story again. And just a quick little sneak peek, the character of Nero, who you are also introduced to in this story, will make an appearance in the future. And he'll get his own little supplemental series for himself. Don't forget to visit alonepodcast.com for everything else you are all alone, including images of the show, maps, character depictions, world-building facts, and so much more. Get a hold of me on Twitter at alone underscore podcast, and let me know what you think of the show. If you've enjoyed it so far, please rate and review the show on iTunes or any podcast catcher you use. It helps out the show tremendously to get it out there a little more, and it's free for you and takes only a second. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, this has been Supplemental Series, Episode 1 for Baba, and I'm Nick Richardson. I'll see you all next time.